you know, trying to gauge business, the business climate, and, you know, when we turn things around in the economy or how deep we go. One of the indicators we look at, it comes from NFIB, the National Federation for Independent Business. And their Small Business Optimism Index came out today. And small business is profoundly pessimistic. In fact, some of the weakest numbers ever on record. One man who oversees lots of small businesses. In fact, Neighborly is the world's largest franchiser of home service brands. And the president and CEO, Mike Bidwell, was just recognized by Ernst Young for their Entrepreneur of the Year. So here's Entrepreneur of the Year, Mike Bidwell. It's good to have you with us. Uh, Great to be here, David. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So I, honor. I mean, there are all kinds of small businesses, but I would guess consumer businesses. I mean, if people don't know, I mean, you're 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 not like drain doctor and glass doctor and Mister Rooter and Mister Handyman and Mister Electric. I mean, those are all your brands. But those are things that um, I mean, you would think business. If there are any businesses going to make it during a slowdown, that's the kind of business that ought to make it. Well, historically, we've done very well in recessions. We're uh... Uh, more specifically, we're into home services. So that's our, our sandbox. And if you look at all prior recessions, we've performed very well. Even in the Great Recession, uh, we uh, our business was essentially flat. Uh, so we, yeah, we're not too concerned about the current economic environment. Uh, with one exception, I would say we certainly have some concern for our employees because uh, they are facing inflation. Gas costs more, groceries cost more, interest rates are going up. So that impacts everybody as a as a consumer. Uh, so that's a little troubling. But with regard to the services we provide, you know, if your drain's backed up or your house is flooded, you got to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no putting it off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's an essential service. But what? tell me about your franchisees. I know you want to keep them healthy. And I would guess that, I mean, we're going into an inflationary period. I would bet three quarters of your owners have never operated a business during inflation because it's been so long since we've had any. So do you give them a helping hand? Well, that's the benefit of being a part of a franchise system. So we coach them up and um, we stay aware of these kind of things. And uh, one of the things that we do is uh, provide a business coach to each one of our, our franchise owners. And uh, we're working centrally with our business coaches and making them aware of of things owners should be doing in this kind of environment but we're in the good fortune of having you know pricing power and in, in what we do uh, we're coaching our franchise owners that if their cost has gone up and labor cost has gone up uh, that you need to raise your prices as opposed to absorb absorb those prices or those uh yeah that the added cost uh, of doing business. The added cost of doing business yeah. because it's, you know, you can't do this for free. So uh, they're they're staying very uh, in tune with their pricing model and their input cost and, and adjusting price accordingly. You know, we've watched your, your company for, I don't know, over 10 years ago. We used to have the owner on. Occasionally we watched it grow. I mean, it sort of roll-ups, a series of, of acquisitions. So, I mean, I would guess there's some... That are some weak companies that are not going to make it through this. Does do you keep an eye out for for new business opportunities too? Oh, we certainly do. We've been very acquisitive, as you mentioned. Uh, it's yeah, twenty acquisitions over the last seven or eight years, and um, uh, but I would say our acquisitions have been in that sandbox that I talked about, right. home services, and they're going to do well. So I, I don't know that uh, that we'll get a good deal necessarily as uh, as we enter recession here. 
And the challenges, a lot of the challenges, as you mentioned, are, are in labor. And I, I don't know how you, I mean, aside from just paying up, I don't know how you find people otherwise. Well, look, you got to be a good, uh, attractive place to work. That's, it, it, you do have to pay up. So there's no doubt about that. Um, and we've been facing this labor issue in our space for long before the pandemic. Uh, there's been a, a shortage in this country of skilled labor for a very long time. And so our brands, our trades brands that rely on uh, particularly licensed brands, uh, there, there aren't enough plumbers and HVAC techs and electricians and uh, even other talented folks that work in uh, like handyman services and such. So we've, we've had to compete for labor in this space for a long time. And it's all about uh, being a little more interesting place to work. You've got to pay up like others, but uh, you know, why would people want to work for, for you? We always, uh, we always remind our owners that people quit their boss first and then they quit the company. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Maybe that's what brought uh, Ernst & Young to you. I, you know, big recognized, as I mentioned, as uh, Central Plains Entrepreneur of the Year. A lot of that's running, you know, running a business, an attractive business, not only that, that makes money, stays profitable, but also uh, attracts the talent and retains the talent. That's right. Uh, we've had tremendous growth over the uh well, for a very long period of time, but uh, over the last uh, couple of decades, we've been doubling or tripling the enterprise value every few years. And it's been through both acquisition and organic growth. So when we acquire those acquisitions, we want to make sure that uh, those target companies will want to make sure that they grow organically as well as uh, businesses that we've had for a long time. We've got a long history of doing that. You know, I, I went back through the website just to familiarize myself again with some of the brands, and I'm I'm constantly amazed at the, you know, the household names that you, that you control. But one of them I didn't know, so I looked I looked it up, and I said, Pimlico. I've never heard of that. Well, Pimlico is a plumbing company in the UK. That's right. How long have you have, tell me about that? There's got to be a story there. Well, we acquired that one last September, uh, and the reason we acquired that one is that. Well, first, let me say we've had a presence in the UK for a long, a very long time. Really? Uh, yeah, over two decades, um, probably three decades. And we have eight brands currently in the UK. So we endeavor to do the same kind of thing that we're doing here in the US and Canada that we've been doing for four decades. And we are the market leader today for home services in the UK. We are known for that. So Neighborly does have that, uh, that reputation. And Pimlico... Uh, is not a franchise. It's a company uh, operation, a company store operation that operates in central London. And they provide plumbing, uh, heating, uh, some handyman work, some appliance repair. So a variety of the kinds of services that we offer. On 500-year-old buildings, I would guess, too. <laughs> exactly right. And what I would tell you about central London is it's a very unique market, one of the most unique markets in the world. It would be very difficult to start up a small business in central London in our space, maybe in any space. Uh, so what we did was we bought the market leader uh, in that in that space. Pimlico is the really it's probably the brand in the entire UK, but they're primarily focused on central London wow. where we didn't have any franchise presence, by the way. That's fascinating. So so tell me about the, the future of the business. You keep. I mean, you you stay a private company forever. You stay, you know, domiciled. You're running a, a so an international company with what twenty different brands out of Waco, Texas. Any challenges associated with that? 
Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's really 19 or 20 service verticals, but it's 27 service brands actually, and it it is out of Waco, uh, Texas. We do have a um, we call it HQ2 in Las Colinas in the Dallas Fort Worth area now. So some of our brands are headquartered there. Some are still in Waco. Uh, well, look, there's challenges. Growth is challenging. Uh, yeah. We're always learning new things, and we always talk to our people uh, within the business that we've got to grow at least as fast as the company or we're in trouble. And so we're always uh, always trying to stretch ourselves, and we're always trying to bring in more capable talent. And we've had a lot of success doing that. Now, we built this company by learning how to perform premium services in people's homes and businesses, but primarily homes. We do that well. We have a very high net promoter score across our brands that averages around 80. That's the average of the brands. And if you know anything about net promoter score, that is a, that's an excellent score. We've done that for decades. We do it well. We know how to be a multi-brand franchisor in this space, but now we're leveraging that to create a consumer brand a marketplace for home services. And maybe the best analogy uh, that people get pretty quickly is we essentially want to be the Amazon of home services. And we put ourselves in position over the last decade to do that. So I'm going to hear more of the name neighborly than I would guess. It sounds That's like. right. So our specialty brands are important. They're each deep specialists in what they do, plumbing, HVAC, appliance repair. Um, again, 19 service verticals. Uh, but neighborly is a marketplace that they all we own all of those brands and as we want consumers to think of neighborly as the marketplace to go to destination to find our specialty service brands and the reason is we know the consumer can't remember four five six uh, you know a dozen brands they're not going to remember that but they can remember one people remember amazon and then you can they, go, go shopping individually out of there Exactly. And, right. and next thing you know, you got the drain doctor at your house. That's right. That's, what I, That's right. So, so am I ever going to see you ringing the uh, opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange? You, ever, you stay private forever? Well, we'll see uh, what happens there. But uh, we are we are private, but we're actually owned by a public company today. So that's a little bit of a. Uh, little bit of a oxymoron, maybe. KKR is our current private equity sponsor, right. and we have uh, been sponsored by private equity for, well, since December of 2003. We've now traded five times. Uh, most recently, we traded to KKR, and that was, uh, that was in September. Our former private, private equity sponsor, which was Harvest Partners, stayed on in a, uh, a minority position. I do. I remember them. Well, I, I see they're smart enough to keep the CEO on. The, <laughs> <laughs> and Ernst and Young is smart enough to recognize him, too. Mike Bidwell, president and CEO of Neighborly, our neighbor from Waco. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you, David. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.